From the CBS studios in San Francisco, I'm Brian Hackney. And I'm Andrea Nakano. Businesses across the Bay Area are just beginning to feel the effects of the Silicon Valley Bank collapse. Here's where we stand right now. Federal regulators have seized Silicon Valley Bank's assets, transferring them to a newly created institution. That institution is expected to start paying out insured deposits on Monday. The plan is to sell off the rest of the assets to possibly make payouts to other depositors. SVB was the bank of choice for many tech companies and workers. And as Devin Feely explains, not having access to their money has thrown things into disarray. The sudden collapse of California's Silicon Valley Bank has thrown sand into the gears of the Bay Area's economic engine, the tech industry. A bank is supposed to be one of the most secure places that you can work with. Right? This is not some big bet. We are not putting all of our company finances in crypto. We put it in a bank that is a very highly regarded bank that most every startup technology company works with. Stefan Cobb is the CEO of Shelf Engine, a software startup based in Seattle. He says all of his company's money was in SVB, and right now he can't pay employees or vendors. What happens when tens of thousands of companies can't pay their vendors anymore? because they don't have cash in the bank. We're facing something much more than just my company potentially collapsing, but something economically very dramatic. The federal government is trying to limit the fallout from the bank's failure. Deposit up to $250,000 are federally insured. They are guaranteed. But the picture is a bit murkier for people and companies with more than a quarter million dollars with the bank. Access to the cash is the biggest problem, I think, for the majority of companies that are here. If you're a startup, cash is king. The cash and the workflow to be able to have runway is critical. And so access to the cash to be able to now pay your employees to actually cover the expenses you've got is the thing that I'm mostly worried about. The failure of Silicon Valley Bank, the nation's 16th largest, is the biggest bank failure since the Great Recession. There are supposed to be safeguards in place, regulatory measures designed to ensure a bank's stability and solvency. And customers are asking if the federal government needs to step in to be a part of the short and long-term solution. A lot of us are going to be in a very painful situation very quickly. And so the big ask is for the federal government to come in and step in. Governor Newsom issuing a statement today about the fallout, saying he's been in touch with the White House about the matter and that federal regulators are working to protect people's jobs, livelihoods, and the economy. Silicon Valley Bank, headquartered in Congressman Ro Khanna's district, he says the collapse will affect thousands of his constituents. He released a statement saying that he made a strong case to Treasury and the White House that the best-case scenario is a buyer. So depositors are made whole, workers get paid and stay employed, and clients don't disrupt services. Kana also said that any buyer should be in excellent economic health, said it wouldn't cost taxpayers a dime. Kana is expected to appear on Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan tomorrow morning, where he'll talk more about the collapse. Starts at 8.30 right here on CBS. In other news tonight, cars in northern Soquel are able to drive down Main Street again. On the left there, you can see how it's looking yesterday morning and after raging floodwaters ripped a canyon through the road. And on the right, that's today. Santa Cruz County crews were out there filling the gap and laying a new road. 
but we have more rain to come in our forecast. First Alert meteorologist Darren Peck joins us now with an update on the weather. Darren? Andrea, it's time to start talking about the significance of the next storm, which is coming in Monday night into Tuesday. It's got all the necessary ingredients for a replay of what we went through on Thursday and Friday. It's going to be significant rain for some of us. It'll be strong enough wind. We're almost certainly going to see more downed trees. The timing on that's Monday night into Tuesday. Before we get there, there's still going to be light leftover showers from just kind of the leftovers of what we currently have. Here's tomorrow morning. Maybe a few showers in the North Bay. It'll keep going like that, you know, on again, off again. Much more time tomorrow when it's not raining than when it is. And I think the best way to get a visual of why the Monday night and Tuesday storm is different is to watch it on the big picture view. Here goes what we've got now. On again, off again showers. That clears out and makes way for the next one. So that's what we need to look at in much more detail. We'll do that. We'll talk about wind advisories, flood advisories, and how long this one's going to last. Coming up in a bit for now, Brian, back to you. Okay, thanks, Darren. A developing story in Monterey County where a levee was breached, flooding the community of Pajaro. This is in northern Monterey County, right next to Watsonville. Streets, homes, businesses, and schools are all underwater. Da Lynn joins us now live. Da, exactly where are you relative to the breach? Not too far. I'm in the city of Watsonville because all the access routes for the community of Pajaro are either shut down or flooded. This bridge here is also shut down. And right now, the only folks who can cross and go into the community of Pajaro are those who are doing search and rescue operations. An entire farming community under feet of water. Drone footage shows the widespread flooding in Pajaro. Streets, cars, homes, businesses, and schools submerged. Authorities say it's caused by this levee breach roughly three miles east of Pajaro. To the residents of Pajaro, time to evacuate. Water is coming. First responders started evacuating people late Friday night. Firefighters also announced the evacuation order in Spanish, since a majority of the roughly 1,700 residents are Spanish-speaking farm workers. Bilingual workers were also going door to door to get people out. He started to cry a little bit, the little one, and my other little siblings, they started to cry too. 18-year-old Christian Garcia and his family were sleeping when the loud fire trucks woke them up. It didn't feel real because the sirens, everything. It was everything's in a rush. Christian's family and his uncle's family live in one house. They packed up and left. Pretty chaotic. I'm sad. At least we're, uh, my family is safe now. Yeah, we're safe. That's and my neighbors. Monterey County officials say the Pajaro River levee broke around midnight. They say the breach was around 100 feet wide. Some residents could not get out in time. The California National Guard soldiers rescued dozens of people, including this person trapped in the car. First responders also rescued a woman and a little girl from a car that appeared to have been pushed off the road by floodwaters. Search and rescue workers from Oakland used their boats to look for stranded residents. Many streets are under at least two to three feet of water. It was uh, like uh, shocking because I've never seen that. I've never, never seen that. It's shocking and, and then sad at the same time. Christian and his uncle Isaac Martinez went back to check on their home Saturday morning. This is their street, Brooklyn Street. Everything's destroyed, plants, the floor, everything's destroyed. This is Christian's former school, Pajaro Middle School. Community is just sad right now. 
watching everything just go like that. Christian and Isaac's families are staying at a local shelter. They say given the extent of the damage, it could take months to rebuild. It's get better and better because time by time, and we get everything fixed in, new furniture, new flooring. I mean, hopefully, like the city can help us out with that too. Tuesday, we're expecting a lot of rain, and it's gonna get worse. And that's the fear. Things are going to get worse before they get better with more rain possibly on the ray. Uh, by the way, we don't know if there are any injuries and we don't know if anyone is still trapped uh, in the community of Pajaro. We do know a lot of first responders working on the other side of the bridge right now. I'll send it back to you, Andrea. And we sure hope everyone is okay. Thank you, Da. On the peninsula, a chunk of Highway 84 remains closed with no timeline for reopening. The San Mateo County Sheriff's Office says a landslide in the little town of Skylanda caused that crack in the road. San Francisco's historic Trocadero Clubhouse will need some major repairs. An 85-foot eucalyptus tree fell on top of it early this morning, destroyed the roof, and then the clubhouse was flooded by the sprinkler system to add insult to injury. The building has now been red tagged. No idea when they'll be able to reopen.